Yeah, Donald Duck's gone quiet, hasn't he? Yeah, a lot of the original Disney's have gone quiet, the Looney Tunes. <laughs> They're not the Looney Tunes, that's Warner Brothers. Oh, that's right. God, honest to God. Who's Looney Tunes then? Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. They've gone quiet as well. Oh, right. Ever so since Space Jam. Goofy Donald Duck? Yeah, they, he's Mickey. Yep. Yeah, they're Mickey, right. What is Goofy? He's sort of like half dog, half human. Because you've got a dog. You've got Pluto. Yeah, yeah. But he, but Pluto talk? No. I don't think so. No, he didn't. Goofy talks. Goofy talked. He was like, And he yeah. skates, doesn't he? Or he was the evolutionary link between <laughs> dog <laughs> and... Man's friend. best friend. <laughs> Incarnate. <laughs> Yes, we're back. 2023, Year of the Dog. Welcome to Danny Boyd, a podcast about the most wonderful, perfect football club in the multiverse. That is the Footscray Football Club. They trade us Western Bulldogs. I'm Danny McGinley. There's Tom Boyd. I am pumped. You should be. Actually, genuinely pumped for the first football season in about 12 years. <laughs> I'm well, glad we've done a pod for the last I, three. Yeah, I am, uh, I'm actually excited. I feel like there's been something missing in our lives. Whether I'm sitting down and watching every minute of every game or just us catching up every week to have a chat about what's happening in the Bulldogs world or the football universe, of which we obviously are the greatest club known to, well, to any, any life form. Any creature. Yes. Any creature out there. <laughs> Um, mate, I'm really excited. I think we, um, we've we obviously got some really exciting stuff to announce. And before we d- uh, dig into it, I think the first thing we should um, you know, really hone in on is we've got a great group of people that support us, like a very yeah. special group, um, the patrons. Oh, yes. The people that sign up, the best people in the world. And obviously, we do a free-to-air podcast every two weeks. That will be continuing for 2023. Yes. Big announcement. And we'll also be doing a Patreon uh, episode every other week as well to yeah. make sure that there's, you know, continuity between the games, Danny. So we're part of your weekly routine. You can hear us every week if you sign up to the Patreons who are just the best humans on it. And on the Patreon episodes, what we do, we tend to let our guard down a little bit. Like we're always, you've got the media training uh, instilled (laughs) in you. We've spoken about this. I don't have any media training. Okay, but you're always wary. I've got the public facing persona. Exactly. Let's say that. You know that the Herald Sun or 3AW could take anything we say on this podcast Printed out of context and suddenly... It doesn't seem likely at this stage, given I'm six years out of the game or whatever it is, four years, but it does certainly, it's a possibility. So when we sit down on the Patreon episodes, we go, you know, we go like we're talking to, you know, old mate down the pub on a Friday night. We're talking to our friends and our family members, you could say. That's where we've leaked uh, which clubs approach Boydie after he, uh, you know, we we, we, we won't say those on it. We won't, yellow and black, we won't say those things. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. If the Herald Sun prints that, Boyd Boyd to Richmond, uh, we know they're listening. Well, we know that they're not doing their research, (laughs) given that I'm nowhere near fit enough to ever play AFL footy again, and I also don't want to. So, um, But the reason I bring up the Patreon, obviously, is the fact that we have a very special offer for them, for Mm. what we're about to announce now, and we will tell you exactly what that offer is after we introduce the big news for March 11, which we've been talking about on socials, Danny... What are we doing? We're finally doing the live show. We are doing the review of the greatest month in the history of existence. Yeah. 2016, September. We'll do a little bit of October. One day. One day. And we are just going to review those four magical matches uh, with some... uh, We're doing it live at the Comics Lounge, which is Errol Street, North Melbourne. It's... uh, I think we start at three o'clock. I should check the tickets out. Ticket sales are up. They yes. are. And weirdly. Wait, wait, you should have got to tell this story because this is like some weird voodoo sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I did find out. Did I tell you that he emailed me back? He, you did tell me. Okay. So, so we put these, uh, we put this, I organised the tickets through yep. uh, a new mob called uh, Humanitics. Yeah. Apparently a little bit of uh, every ticket goes to a humanitarian cause. Terrific. Which is uh, brilliant. And uh, I set it up. I sent it to you and you were like, yep, make these changes. Yep. Uh, you know. Dolly this up, sell that, yep. do this. All these corporate speak that I barely understood. And then, uh, we, you know, we're announcing it now. So tickets are live now. You can pause the podcast.
advice if you want. Go buy tickets now because it is going to sell What's out. it called? Humanitics. No, what is the oh, name? What's our thing called? That's a very good question. Is it the Danny Boyd live show? Yeah, if you just chuck that in, that'll work. And how do I know that that's the case is because we've sold two tickets already. I don't know how, but this is... So a guy called John Darcy. Uh, g'day, Thank John. you, John. Yeah, Thank you. absolute legend. Um, he's Ass. just... He'd known that we'd been teasing it, uh, teasing that we've got a big uh, live event and he just searched uh, McGinley Boyd event and the Human Tick site now, came up. if you had to guess, what do you think Darce's profession is? Is it a PI? Well, okay. Forensic investigator? Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Detective? Could, journalist, maybe. He's doing, um, maybe he's uh, like a Woodward Bernstein deep throat sort of, he's bringing down the Watergate scandal. <laughs> Yeah, because this is attuned to that. I don't know. But yeah, he is a bit... Look, he's got a... I don't want to read out his email address, but uh, he's got... He's he's on Big Pond, so that suggests Mm. he's an older guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyone else has gone to Gmail by now. So, Danny, I think, um, you know, beyond the fact that it's at the Comics Lounge, it's on March 11. Yes. It's probably at 3pm. This is an uh, on-podcast meeting, of which we're prone to do a few. Yeah. What are, what are we doing? What, what is the essence of this show? Because there are some, you know, very clear statements we need to make about what the actual show is about. But who are we, who are we doing it with? We what, are, well, what, who's what, locked in? Well, no one's locked in yet. No, no one's locked in. <laughs> no, we've got some, we've got some great guests lined up. Um, the idea is essentially that, unfortunately for all of you who don't know, the Bulldogs from 2016 have not had a reunion yet. Really? You no. not you didn't have a five year reunion? No, we didn't have a five year. Oh man. It's been incredibly difficult given the uh, fluid nature of football, uh, trying to fit in around schedules and obviously there was that, you know, little pandemic or whatever it was yes. that happened, which really threw a sort of spanner in the works. But this I would say is the fans reunion. Yeah, this is where we will get together and we will just relive this this these magical games. Uh, I've just I've finally found the thing. It starts at three o'clock. Three o'clock. March 11. So it'll be, and it'll run for three, four hours, about the same time. Because it's, it's a proper event. We'll be going through a quarter of each match with uh, people. So we are hoping, can we just say hoping, because we're in negotiations, got to sort out fees. Yeah, it's uh, it's serious stuff. We're getting premiership legends. Uh, well, Fletcher Roberts is doing it. Of course he is. Yeah. We, we, well, <laughs> well, Fletcher might be going away with his family members, but we'll all wait and see. I, he's an he engaged. has said he's... <laughs> He has given his interest, and I feel like we're kind of throwing him under the bus here. So if you feel like messaging Fletcher and saying you better be doing the live show, yes. please do. You know we love um, him. Um, find him on all good social media platforms. And, you know, any player that plays in these games, and or, you know, or just uh, was part of Jongy. We want Jongy in there. He played, you know, a quarter and a half of that final series, but without yeah. it, we wouldn't have won. Yes, exactly. And we want the, the Clay Smiths of the world. We want... Yes. The never forget Shane Biggs Damn of the straight. world. We want basically people who've been on the pod before, not exclusively, but I think people who have really provided us with great times, laughs. They've given their, you know, hard energy to support the show over the years, whether that be in virtual or, or in person. And I think we might actually have a couple of surprise super fans also that we can hopefully bring along yes. to uh, to provide some colour commentary, if you will, and from another the fans' big, perspective. Another big deal is uh, we won't be bringing any current players uh, to the show. That's, no. That's a big call we've made. A bunch of we love, you know, Toby McLean. We love the Bont. These guys are still contracted employees of the club and we'll have to, you know, toe the company line and, you know, say Yeah, and also very- it's the week before round one. Exactly. You know, you want to get them out of footy for a weekend. Yes. And also not convinced that Toby McLean would be let into the Comics Lounge given his... <laughs> Most most recent haircut, which is downright scary. Really? I, I, I did, thought you were just talking because he's a baby faced and you said no, twelve. No, no, I'm all the opposite actually. I messaged him the other day on Instagram and uh, I said to him, Geez, this is tough. And he goes, Which part? The hair, the look, the whole thing? And I, I was like, mate, the whole thing is very tough. I gotta look at I haven't seen Toby's he's gone new skin hair. bold on the side. Very sort of Marines look about him. Yeah. Um can't remember what those guys' nicknames is. Jarheads, is that the one? Jarheads uh, Marines. Yeah, yeah, he's a jarhead at the moment, I think. Okay, so, oh, yes, it's very, you know, to quote Grandpa Simpson, that's a haircut you can set your watch to. <laughs> he looks like he, actually, it, it's very Lego hair, but it it's not, it, it, his head's too big for it. Well, it's like he's trying to outlive the nickname Feathers, isn't it? Why was he called Feathers? Uh, he had pretty frilly sort of hair when he first joined the footy club. Lots okay. of straightening going on. Yeah, fair enough, fair so, enough. It was pretty feathery, you could say. Now, 
Um, there'll be a number of other things available. Obviously, we'll have some things for sale, some you know exclusive merchandise. My book will be there. You know, My we'll be able to get some photos and interactions. Stubby holders with all the uh, the banners on there. I'm going to get another shipment of those. I also have a truckload of DVDs. I know a lot of people don't have DVD players anymore, but mm. I'm going to. I've got about 500 in my shed. Please come and take them. I'll sell them for like two bucks. It's an official Danny McGinn Lake coaster. I just need, need room in my shed. Yeah, so perfect. Pl- and, yeah. and also I think, um, you know, there'll be great food. There'll be some, you know, drinks to have. Um, it'll yes. be a great afternoon. It'll be a perfect way to prime yourself, I think, for round one. Yeah, it'll just get us back. Because this, this, with no AFLW in summer, this is the longest we've gone without footy. In five or six years, right? I hate it. This well, is since terrible. the inception of AFLW. This would be the longest we've had between football. Right? Yeah, since so about we're talking six years. It is just, and this is the dark days of summer, February, where there's genuinely nothing to watch. And school's back. It's depressing, and the cricket's been terrible. Yeah, and there's all sorts of things going on with that pitch over in India that they're yeah. talking about at the moment. Can't say I'm paying much attention. It doesn't seem like we're going particularly well. No, I think it'll be over by day two, but not <laughs> in the good way for us. Uh, but So, with all that being said, Danny, what is the offer that we have for our very special patrons? Now, to be clear, you can sign up and be a patron now yeah. to get the offer we're about to receive. So, That's right. You know, the patrons go for what? Five bucks? Five bucks is the... Well, you can get like a $2 one. And, I think we say five bucks. You don't get the offer for the two dollar one, and I know there's a list. Yeah, there's a list. You got to get five bucks, and Danny's going to check it twice. Damn straight, I get so, an, I so, get a notification every time one of you joins, one of you leaves. Yeah, I know you. Some of you have left. So, provided that you uh, sign up for the Patreon, or, or, or be or if you're an already a member, you skip or the you're on the member, well. how would they go about accessing the great offer, which is a two-for-one ticket purchase. So buy one, get one free. Mm-hmm. Take along your friend, your partner, yep. your son, your nephew, your niece, whoever. You just uh, you message me on the Patreon saying this is who I'm bringing. And, and we'll show go. that you bought one ticket and we'll send you a free one. Bang. That's how, Bang. That's how it works. Great. So uh, sign up. It's five bucks a month. It will save you significantly on the tickets because the tickets are 40 40 bucks, pretty 40 much. 40 bucks. Yeah, across the board. And again, it's three or four hours. You're going to get exclusive access to never before seen or experienced, um, you know, commentary slash reviewing. Reviewing. With a We're very legally reviewing distinct, it. underlined, bold, italic reviewing. Yes. <laughs> of the best final series that has ever taken place on earth. First time a team has ever won from seventh position on the home and away ladder. Underdogs in every single match. Twice on the road. Yes. What a... What a Behind in every match. Wow. We, yeah. God, we're good. <laughs> Especially, actually, we don't, I'm sure we talked about the men's grand final, but God, that was a terrible game. Like, at least when we lose grand finals, we keep it a good oh, match. Last year's? Yeah. Oh. The worst. Mate, what happened? <laughs> oh. I think, we, did we actually talk about this? We, I'm sure we did. I think we did. That was one of the most spectacular. I mean, actually, the only one that's sort of in tune to it would be uh, the Giants, Richmond one. Yeah, that was Where terrible Jeremy well. Cameron kicks a goal from like 90 metres out on the wrong side. For a left footer, and that's it. And that's <laughs> for it. For the rest yeah. of the game. Actually, yeah, that's the fun fact. You've kicked as many goals as the GWS Giants. That's in grand right. Finals. That was, yeah, that was the stat <laughs> we went round with after 2017. Jeez, we were really scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, very good. So, mate, we are incredibly excited. Um, we're really, really. And it is going to sell out. There's only about uh, a few hundred seats available. So, yep. do get on board. And it's not like we're going to bring this show on the road. We're not going to head up to Brisbane. And do a version there. We're not going to bring this to Perth. Sorry about that. Just the logistics. Are- yeah, we did have one request for Perth, didn't we? We did, yeah. Are, are we, we going to come to Perth? Yeah, we're going to host it in like a phone booth with <laughs> the three Bulldog supporters who live over there. Ah, uh, No, the WA Bulldog supporters. They're a good crew. Darren Joseph, what a great uh, guy. I'm sure they are. But we're- how many are there is the question. Yeah, there's oh, there's, there's at least 20. But not an, unless they're paying, I suppose, Perth prices. Unless they're paying five hundred each, <laughs> yeah. which is like two coffees over there, that they've got to pay our flights and everyone. And look, we might do. Lo- we we're gonna- we also both have children and families, so yeah. yeah, just trying to get to Perth on a good day is tough. But if we ever, you know, if you want us to come over and, and watch a game with you, pay for our flights, and, and we'll tell you what happened on the day because mm. we're not and we're not recording it. This is not going to no, go to air. No, no, no. This is a once-off, behind uh, closed doors, intimate experience with. Look again. We haven't had a reunion as playing group or as a um, a fan, fan base. base. And to yeah. be honest, a lot of it's you know a lot of the the potential for reunions was derailed over the last couple of years. Um, and I think that this is a real moment to relive 
in a, I would say, um, efficiently packed format in terms of you don't want to sit there and watch or review for full games of football. That's no. a tough afternoon. Yeah. Oh, it would be you, great fun, but yeah. Let's, it would be, but we'd, yeah. Look. We'd have to do a podcast festival. Chances that the quality of the show by the last quarter of the grand final are being good is very low. Well, we do it, we do it over a weekend. We would have to. Yeah, but we're not doing this. Anyway, why are we do brainstorming? A month of Bulldogs finals. Jesus, um, not, not a bad idea. So, uh, please jump online, get your tickets. If you want to save 35 bucks yeah. on a ticket, jump on, sign up for the, join Patreon. the Patreon. And if you join the Patreon, buy a ticket and then delete the Patreon, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. We can't stop that. We can't stop that, but you know. You're getting a terrible seat if you do that. We're going to save a special table. Put it this right way my, my suggestion would be sign up for the Patreon. Get two tickets for the price of one and yep. five bucks. Yep. And then after the live show, if you don't have a great time, feel free. Yeah, the oh, there Patreon. we go. That's a good guarantee. If you, you know, don't have a good time. You're going to have an absolute blast. Yeah. It's going to be a great afternoon. Um, I'm sure that the uh, the food will be great. There'll be great yeah. people there. Great guests, great fun, great laughs. And hey, we're celebrating the greatest time in Western Bulldogs history, I would argue. Oh, definitely. No, you'd, and you'd win that argument. The, uh, the, the Also, the Comic Center was just talking about food. It's the only place in Melbourne, apart from the Royal Melbourne show, where you can buy a birdie beetle. Well, what is that? What's a birdie beetle? Yeah, I'm Oh, Tom Boyd, you're so young. It's like a <laughs> It's like a Freddo, but with uh, little specks of honeycomb all the way through it. Oh. Yeah, it'll blow your mind, mate. It's good. They're frog in a pond as well. Uh, you can make a frog in a pond with a beetle. I don't, the com- no one's really going to the comics lounge going, geez, I'm keen on some jelly. Yeah. <laughs> So, mate, that uh, that I think that's that's enough. I mean, and again, I think if you have any questions, any concerns, just message our social media. Yes. Um, don't message me, as in Tom. I probably won't see it, but yep. I do have access to the the Danny Boyd account. So, if you message Danny Boyd accounts, more than happy to uh, to answer your questions. And look, we are incredibly excited. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome afternoon, and um, cannot wait to preview the season by reviewing. Yes. The time's gone past. Well, let's we can preview a bit of the season now. I mean, there's been we have been in the news a lot. As in the Bulldogs been in the news <laughs> I was a say, lot. What do we do? What do we? Yeah, sorry, just uh, winning all those. Well, hang on, let's. I've buried the lead here. Congratulations, Mister Von Boyd. Thank you. Didn't change my middle name, but um, I will give an insight to the the background of to our the way family. He got name. married December twenty two. Yes, twenty two. After so my um my engagement was uh, middle of the way through uh, four year old kinder. It was three and a half years oh, since okay. we got engaged. Yep, nice. Um, and Rani came, my daughter. She turned 10 months yesterday and uh, she was very well behaved, crazy. Yeah. Um, Anna's still a bit flat with me because any speckle of emotion that I showed her on the day was when Rani was getting walked down the aisle with the rings, not for Anna. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't fully cry, but, you know, got a bit emotional. It's it nice seeing my daughter in a beautiful, like, tutui sort of thing coming down the aisle with, some, you know, the rings for the day. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, we also managed to dodge the rain by minutes either side of the ceremony. So, for memory's sake, the week of the 22nd, which was the Thursday, was 26 degrees every day. Every Beautiful. day. All the way to Christmas. Oh, perfect. Beautiful. Except for Thursday, which had 15 mil of rain. <laughs> so... We expected that it was going to come through around three in the afternoon. I woke up at four a.m. in the morning, the night, uh, the day of the wedding. Absolutely pelting down in Port Arlington, pelting down. Rain. Did not stop until about twenty minutes before Anna walked down the aisle. When she stood up at the front, and we obviously looked in each other's eyes and started doing the sort of formalities, it started to sun shower, just speckle, and her and Anna's freaking out because her hair's about to go fuzzy or frizzy <laughs> or whatever. It's and then it stopped. We made it through, went to do the photos. We had this beautiful dark landscape behind us because it was absolutely pelting down over the Yu Yangs, uh, okay. west of Melbourne. And like lightning, thunder, Whoa. everything. And um, and then as we came back up in the ATV, so you go down to the, there's a private beach sort of thing at the back of the venue. Oh, okay. Not that nice for a beach, if I must sort of be honest. <laughs> Lots of like, you know. Yeah, so what general area are we talking? Yu-Yangs? Port Arlington. The, oh, the Ballerine Port Arlington. Peninsula. Right. Yeah, okay. So we're looking at the Yu Yangs directly across the bay. Yeah, okay. And... Um, we we jump back into the ATV to the four wheeler to get you back up to the the uh, reception and um, married by the army starts <laughs> pelting down. Oh, there we go! Just absolutely hammering, and we couldn't hear the MC really speak in the first ten minutes of the. Who'd you get as MC? My uncle. Um, ah. So my uncle. Any is, inapp- inappropriate jokes? No, no, he's very good. My uncle yeah. is an incredibly flamboyant man from Goa. 
um, who has Goa in India. Yes, he okay. uh, he actually he's from Goa, grew up in Kenya, migrated over here, and then met my auntie. And oh, sorry, married. through marriage, you're right. Through marriage, okay. yeah. And then, um, so he's, uh, you know, he's got quite dark skin, but he's also got white hair. Oh, so he's a good combo. Iconic looking man. Morgan Freeman. And hilarious, hilarious guy. He actually, he was the guy back in my um, junior days of playing at Nord who would do the, the 10 count, you know, the high knees count in the rooms. One, 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 two, three, four. And everyone do the you know the scream before the game yeah. to get you all amped up. That was him. He was the trainer back then. Uh, he coached me in basketball, and you know has been a great support for us for a number of years. So he did a fantastic job, and we made it through without getting uh, wet, which was that's remarkable. really good. Any inappropriate speeches? No. Ah, how yeah. Dull. Really. <laughs> so we went to um, I went to Ruffy's Jordan Rufford's uh, uh, wedding a couple of a few years ago now. I can't remember. Probably three or four. And um, the one piece of uh, you know, instruction that I think he gave his dad was don't talk about football. <laughs> and the oh, yeah. first line he had was mentioning Jared Ruffin. He was in attendance. <laughs> and um, my, my dad and Anna's dad both did terrific jobs. They kept it quite short. They were very sort of um, you know, well-emotioned and well-balanced. It was really good. Um, and uh, so to the original comment, which is why I went off on this tangent, was uh, all of our kids will have Vaughn as the middle name, just to keep it simple. Because um, Anna's going to change her name yeah, to yeah, Boyd, yeah. but yep. she's going to keep Vaughn as her middle name, I think, because she's had like four of them previously. Uh, and so we have uh, Vaughn Boyds in the family. Hang on, she's had four surnames. Oh, mate, she had so many names. She in witness protection? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> she had so she had Anna, and then she had Louise, Claire, Vaughn, Moga. Oh, okay. So, so Catholic or German? German. So yeah. they, do they love a middle name as well? I don't know. Yeah, all right. I don't know if you're supposed to tell everyone in your partner's or your wife's middle, middle name. name. Yeah, what's her pin number? Just <laughs> we've, anyway, uh, if you want to hack into her Instagram account, the password. Oh, it's definitely is, not that. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. I know that password. It's not that. <laughs> you know the password. Yeah, I don't know my wife's Instagram password. But yeah, anyway, no one cares about my wife's Instagram. Uh, uh, so it was a fantastic break, mate. Really. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. Time. And did you get a honeymoon? At no, all? we didn't. No, we did many of life's great missions last year, including having a child and. The honeymoon will be March 11th at... Is your wow. wife going to come? That's your my wife dad's birthday, actually, March 11th. That's when our live show's I know. On. Is it's your dad going to come down? We should get him to come. Yeah. We should get him to tell a couple of stories. Now we're talking. Actually, I'll put that in the to-do list. There Imagine dad... Oh, Jeff Boyd rolling in. God, the things he could share. <laughs> yeah, he's got some... Well, I guarantee you his, his stories will be more relevant than if we brought my dad in. If you just want to hear yeah, a prob- Scotsman prob- probably. who doesn't really care about Aussie rules football... <laughs> Actually, my dad's speech at, his, at my wedding, uh, yeah, we told him three minutes. He did 12. Uh, but yeah, it started yeah. with, uh, I got my hair cut today and my hairdresser told me this great story about a donkey. <laughs> and then he gets distracted, 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 and keeps saying, oh, yeah, I've got to tell you the donkey story. Donkey story. Donkey story. Never got to it. I always get concerned when people say, so today, and then they start a speech. Like, as in, like, shouldn't you have you thought about this before today? <laughs> yeah. When I was writing my notes this morning. <laughs> when I was driving into the ceremony. Do you know what I hate? My number one pet peeve, and if you, this is, I hope no one did it at your wedding, is when someone reads from a card saying, and can I just say the bridesmaids all look beautiful today? And yeah. it's like, if you've pre-written that, you don't know. I must say, on that note, I really struggled with the reading and speaking of vows because I'm used to just speaking and yeah. knowing what I wanted to say. And when I wrote them, it was really easy because I knew exactly what I wanted to say. But then when I actually had to get them right and read from a card and then look up and look down, I haven't done that in years. Because you've legally got to say certain things. No, that's the- easy because she reads. So the, the celebrant, Shannon, she read out what the legal bits. Oh, okay. So you just repeat after me sort of stuff. Yeah. But that's kind of like trippy too because like – our celebrant was all of four foot five. And, and so I'm like leaning down. And so your Shannon, daughter was taller I'm sure than Shannon her. won't listen to this, but she's she was awesome. Um, she knows she's not particularly tall, I imagine. And, um, <laughs> You're usually aware. But the actual process of reading out my vows for Anna was different than I was used to because I was so used to just getting up and like I talk for 45 minutes at a time realistically without any notes. Yeah. So to, have to get things perfect, it was very different for me. Yeah. I, re- I remember having to do that as well. And you know, my natural instinct when I lose my way in a gig, I'd start doing crowd work, but I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> just turn to the celebrant. What do you do for a living? Oh yeah, I know. I know my my usual way is same. It's just like make a couple of gags at the you know, easy ones. I'm not a comedian, but enough just to get the crowd engaged. You've you got some skills. Can't exactly do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you went, Anna, I love you with all my heart. Jesus, Dad, you're getting sunburned over there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now we probably should move on from my. All right, let's uh, talk the dogs. Let's talk the dogs, mate. We um we've got a few things. So, um for starters, I think one of the things. So I, I was lucky enough to do um the past players podcast last night. Not sure when that's going to come out. Yeah. Um, but now who hosts that? Uh, it's a great question. Thank you, uh, Matt something and Paul something. I think are, the are they are they past players? I don't think so. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> Doug often hosts it. Doug Hawkins. Yeah, that's who I was. I thought. I thought he hosted. He it wasn't week. there last night. Um, we really should support the other podcasts of the Bulldogs. There are some great ones out there. The Two Dogs podcast, Kevin Hillier. Uh, there's one called the Salty Dog. There's the, uh, the 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 past players one, of course. Matthew Lyons. Yes. Good bloke. And Paul, um, keep distracting me. Don't okay, sure, Paul. Uh, so yeah, there's. Uh, I don't know. Paul if Howard. Oh, Howie. There we go. Um, and look, they, those guys were great. It was actually a really interesting chat. And I think one of the things we spoke about yesterday is, um, you know, I think there's a lot to be said. And uh, so to take it back, when I first walked into the Bulldogs in 2014, I think the thing that shocked me most is just the history that's around the place. Now that oh, whole yeah. that whole building's been knocked down now, so hopefully they can reinvigorate the flags and all that. But sort coming of stuff. from the Giants, which were yeah. three hours old, but even coming from Norwood, you know, which is a club that was 60 years old or whatever, or the Eastern Rangers was 30 or 40 years old. You know, the Western Bulldogs is 150, 1883. So yeah, right. So like a long, long time, a lot of history. I think the thing that I was so in awe of was just the fact that it had been around forever. And, the you know, the players that I'd actually genuinely grown up watching um, who were still on the walls. And I think the thing that we probably take for granted at times as Bulldog supporters is how the history of the footy club lives on. Because you kind of think, oh, you know, the premiership happened here and, the you know, the fight to um, survive and the merger and the yeah. relocation talks and all that sort of rubbish. This all happened on these dates. But the realistic way that you keep the, you know, history of a club alive is the stories that you tell from that period. And um, I would like to see the club and the past players and the fans of the club find a way to connect better than we have previously because um, it's sad. It's sad when this sort of disconnection, when you have a club that's still playing now and you sort of have a lot of guys who obviously played in premierships or gave their heart and soul for the club for a long time who just, there's not this natural connection between the place that I don't think we have at the moment. And um, I would like to see, you know, hopefully we can be a part of hopefully bringing that to the forefront. Yeah, that's a great idea. So I know that the past players, sometimes I emcee that room for the matches, and there's a core group of people who go there, and they they have great time sharing memories, and they're a great mob. It would be brilliant for for yeah for, to be a place where fans could. There should be a past fans, mm. not that you ever stop being a fan, but there yeah. should be these. I think fan reunion, what you've called our live show, that should be just a regular thing. Yeah, what do you reckon? Maybe it's just like a you know you're a ten year member or a twenty year member or whatever. There's there's like some. You know, priority seating, if you will. Yeah. Said, everyone's welcome, but like, what's the you know the crux of the place should be those who have supported the club for a long time. I think. Yeah, well, there's usually the the EJ Witten Social Club mm. in there, so they've. I mean, that's a place you can go. But uh, to, uh, let me ask you this question: my ex- my experience of any of those groups, right, that are associated with the club, they have like a. It feels like they have an age cap of about forty. <laughs> As in, what, and I'm not saying that um, to be derogatory. All I'm saying is it doesn't feel like they've done a good job of engaging players who are playing have retired in the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's usually because they've got kids and... and I'm sure, I'm sure. But the other thing is, I'm sure, like, that's always, there's always a reason um, and there's always excuses made for, you know, why things aren't the way that they should be or the way that people want them to be. But at the end of the day, I would suggest that if a well-organised, you know, event or function or whatever it is something that's probably a little less formal than going to a game of footy and standing in the you know past players room even if it was at a you know a a general venue around Footscray yeah I think you'd get buy-in from a lot of the guys who have finished up I think it's a great idea and what can can the general public go to this or I I don't know I don't know all the answers all I'm saying is I would love to be you know as part of a a, the ex-players fraternity of the Bulldogs to be connected with the footy club and I think that's partially on me no doubt yeah um, but also I think just trying to work out a way to stay connected. I mean, one of the great things about the Danny Frawley Centre is that they allow access to all their past players to use the facilities there, use the sauna. What, what is it, the Danny Frawley Centre? That's Frawley's at Moorabbin. Yeah, guessing. so that's yeah. that's their health and wellbeing centre. So it's got a pool, it's got you know the gym, it's got you know, sauna and ice bars and all that sort of stuff. So if you're a past player, you can actually access that. You just go for free. At, at certain points in time. Wow. And I'm like, perfect way to keep yeah. people engaged. Um, and I think, yeah, that'd be 
a cool part of perhaps the new facility, which I've floated to the powers that be. It's a good idea. I'll I'll, I'll start a past fans uh, place where we uh, there's just a pub next door. We go there and, and there's just constant games where we win on rotation on the screens. It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> You just you once a month sort of thing. That'd be fine. Well, just away games. If there was, do you know what there should be? Yeah, a, a genuine like venue where yes, we all go to watch an away game. So when we're playing Frio, you know, we all go to a place in Jason Snedden at the Railway Hotel. Sounds like or or actually, well, there's obviously the Mona Castle as well now. <laughs> Is that is it? Have I told the Mona Castle story on here? I don't know if it's. I think they have new owners. This is about yeah, a the decade footy ago. boys own it. Oh great, dogs well, players own it. Cool. Yeah. Then I can then I can tell this story with the previous owners. So um, Lucas Webb, ex Bulldogs oh, yeah, player, yeah, yeah. and uh, I think Libar maybe. Don't quote me, but there's a few other boys who've been involved in it, and then a couple of guys who came from the railway run that hotel too. So so if you are in the area, go to the Mona Vale exactly. Mona Castle. Great. Great venue, not that I've been there, but great people that go to this ten place. Ten years ago, uh, after when the dogs were rubbish, it was yeah. 2012, uh, we had an upset win against the Kangas. And I remember it was a Sunday Arvo, and me and my mate Shane were like, hey, you know, we didn't have kids or anything back then, so we were like, hey, let's go into Footscray. Let's go to a Footscray pub. So you went to Seddon. And we went to, well, we, we, ring, we went to a few different, like, rubbish, pokey places near the Footscray market or whatever. We go into the Mona Castle, and we literally see a woman glass a bloke. Oh, you have told this story, yeah. <laughs> Once before, and the guy and the hilarious. She storms out, and we go, "Hey, we're in proper Footscray now." Yeah. And then the guy said, "Because he's just been glassed with his own beer. He's not bleeding. She, so it was just a kind of whack." He's going, "Hey, can I get another beer?" And the guy goes, "No, hey, 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 you have to wait ten minutes." <laughs> <laughs> but now it's great. It and sounds safe. like the you could change that from 2012 to 1982, and that would Definitely. still be a story that people would believe. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, we we should preview the year ahead a little yes, bit. So there's I have a, a couple of, for you. You've got a couple of questions, and there's a couple of yes. topics that we should touch on. I think, and then um, we'll wrap this baby up and get on with the day. Okay. So Josh Bruce is yes. now. It was revealed in the media in the last fortnight that he is going to be moved to defence. Mm-hmm. My question to you is: Why would you? Why would you announce that publicly? Well, I don't think it's possible to hide for starters because any of the match simulations, Josh will be playing back there, and. I heard rumours of this probably six months ago um, after the end of the season, um, given the rise of Jamara and, and obviously Sam and Aaron and like we've got a lot of sort of tall timber down there. And yep. we've historically, and, and which will be a good segue after, we've historically struggled for, um, of course, of Rory as well, um, we've struggled for size down in defence. Yep. Um, and I think Brucey actually started his career with the Giants as a defender. Okay. And then by the time he got to St Kilda, um, he played some really, really good football up forward and obviously ended up at the Dogs as a forward and then obviously had his knee injury. Um, and I think for me, looking at, you know, one, running capa- capability, very, very good. Um, he's 197, pretty good mobility, you know, presuming he gets back to where he was prior to his knee injury. And in terms of the leak, I mean, there's no real way It wasn't around. a leak, it was yeah. an official announcement. Yeah, I mean, there's just no reason not to, I don't think. Um, you know, and I think for for the fans, I think it sort of resets your expectations of him coming into the year because a lot of people are going, well, Brucey got back towards the end of last year, probably didn't quite look like himself um, mm-hmm. after the year before because he played so brilliantly in 2021. Yes, he did. Um, and that's so normal coming off a knee, right? You've uh, said that repeatedly. You, you're never good until a season after your return. Yeah, it's basically 18 months. Unless you're Toby McLean, who's going to be three brown levels. Yeah, and it's definitely easier for smaller players. Um, bigger yeah, guys course. in particular seem to take longer when it comes back from a knee. Just you lose the mobility and trust and confidence in it. Um, so I think for a lot of people, they're probably going into this year before this announcement going, oh, Bruce is going to be our forward again. He's going to kick some goals. Oh, if he's not kicking goals, he's failing. But now I think they've reset the expectation to say, no, we're going to play him down back and see how he goes. We always know he can swing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll just depend whether he fits. And if he doesn't fit, you know, the... Um, one of the things that I often like to say is we can either live in the world we wish we were living in um, or we can live in the reality that's presented it to us. And I think Brucey being proactive, I'm sure it came up in conversation at the end of the year to say, well, maybe I'm not going to fit in that young forward line. Um, mm-hmm. You just picked up Rory Lobb on a big deal, presumably. Aaron's not going anywhere. You've got uh, Jamara and Sam yeah. both up there. Where are you going to play Josh? There's no room um, if those guys are fit and playing. So... Um, you know, I'm sure he's looking at the writing on the wall going, I'm 30, 31. I want to, you know, really make an impact this year. I think it's his last year of his deal, if I had to guess. Yeah, I've um, no idea. Send him down back. Have a crack. Keithy's probably, you know, he's getting closer to the end than the beginning as well. And 
you know, as a segue, you know, Ryan Gardner's just signed a, a three-year extension. That's right. Uh, Zero Hanger called him our most underrated player. What is that based on? Any uh, ideas? He's got elite-level spoils. Right. For his stats. Yeah. But, How do you... I don't know. I'm not a stats nerd. That, I'm not yeah. the one who... Stats are... Oh, uh, stats are... They're a wonderful and wicked thing, <laughs> I must say. Um, well, you talk about, you know, you want to live in... We can live in the world where we pretend or the world that we live in. Stats always bring you back to the real world. Sometimes. I would much rather live in this pretend world where we're definitely <laughs> going to win the flag. Can we can we go to that world for a few episodes? I do find, though, the problem with stats is they are gamified a bit. Um, like play, And players are smart. They know how to do it. And particularly, like if you look at any of the Brownlow medalists recently, they are standout players. Don't yep. get me wrong. They're always in the top three or four. <laughs> it's all right. Herald Sun's not going to run it. But they also know how to make sure that they juice the stat sheet because the umpires check it at the end of the game, right? Like Tom Boyd says, Nat Fife is a dud. <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> hey, well done, Nat. Six years as captain, I think. Yeah, well done. Good. He's, oh, geez, he was a good hey, player. Darcy Moore, captain of Collingwood. This I know this is unrelated to our. Th- I remember Peter Moore played. So what? Late, late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. Darcy Moore, born what year? Blow me. So ninety six. That's a very late child mm. for for a for a. I don't know. Does Dar- I, Well, so Darcy's managed by Liam Pickering. So I don't. Uh, and by all accounts, uh, so same manager as me, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, um, all accounts, fantastic young man. Yeah, I've um, heard, heard well. nothing but great yes. things about him. Jordan Ruffett speaks incredibly high, highly of him as well. Um, and Jordan's a particularly good judge of character, I would say. So um, pretty insane. I mean, sort of he came off a few injuries of his own too and sort of looked like half a forward and then, then he was a backman and then he just started dominating. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good choice, sadly. Yeah, Collingwood have... I'm I'm a bit nervous about Collingwood. They, yeah, they I did see some good. some predictions they might slide this year. Was what I saw. Uh, the the only team that's definitely going to slide is the Swans. They mm. here's my call: won't make finals. Mm. You don't get thumped in a grand final like that and bounce back. Mm. Just, yeah, yeah, it's tough. Look at the Crows. Look at the Giants. Well, it's such it flies in the face. Like the Swans are a particularly bad version of that too, right? Because. The Swans have built themselves on this tough bloods culture, yeah. which was broken to smithereens yes. about 11 minutes into the first quarter. Yep. So it must be a bit of an identity crisis for them, if I had to guess. Yeah, and I'm not sure how Longmire can – I mean, you talk about uh, coaches running out of messages. Of, yeah. You, know, you can only say the same thing so many times, and Longmire's been there a long time, and you know he's a great coach, but – I wonder, you know, has he going to break out the thesaurus? Yeah, well, he hasn't. He hasn't disappointed yet. But no. you know, what is it? Father times undefeated for players. Well, you know, I don't know what you would call it for the coaches, but coaches going, <laughs> coaches being broken is also yeah. undefeated, and very few of them walk out of the game happy. I would say. Oh yes. Um, but we didn't touch on Ryan Gardner enough. Just to give him his flowers. I mean, Ryan came in. Um, he was actually the guy who replaced me on the Bulldogs list. Oh really? So, so when, in a few years, I'll be doing a pod with him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so when I retired in 2019 in May, leaving the club a little bit um, up Shits Creek, uh, but before the tr- the end of the signing period, so they could mm-hmm. still sign someone. Uh, they signed Ryan, obviously, because they needed a key position player to come in. Um, and look, he's had his fair share of criticisers over the years. Oh, yes. In fact, you know, at times it was deafening, um, particularly yeah. because he never seemed like a high disposal player which a lot of our backs have been historically yeah. and so there was no like we can cushion the fact that you know someone's kicking three or four goals on you well, and he got brought in uh, around the same time as uh, a lot of uh, players like McNeil Scott and Riley Garcia I mean having a similar name if Garcia stuffed up people would still get oh, yeah. what are you doing Gardner <laughs> I'm not convinced that actually was the, the truth of the matter. He was you there. don't know the idiots who sit near me. Well, he also played the first week that he got picked up. Do you oh, remember really? that? No. So he got, he, got dra- he got drafted or signed. He played against West Coast. In 2019? In 2019. Oh, is that the game where we got absolutely, absolutely destroyed? Absolutely smashed. Oh, one of many games over in Like Perth. imagine like within like, I think it was like within eight days of signing he was playing. Baptism like of that. fire. Crazy. Anyway, so he's clearly become <clears throat> an integral part of our team over the last- yeah. Bevo is uh, Be- in, in Bevo we trust Bevo's got another two years There was another uh, Yeah story. It was an interesting development Given yeah. that there was a lot of discussion About how Bevo was going to go this year He was under the pump According to and then they re-signed him Before the start of the season I didn't Look I, didn't un- I don't understand When they re-sign coaches For extensions beyond 12 months Yeah As in Not that they don't give them Just one year deals As in when they have A full 12 months left 
before the season to sign them for two more years. It's, yeah. it's just interesting. What if we lose every game this year? Yeah, and that's got, my point. We've got and to then pay them out. So in the NFL at the moment, right, there's this whole issue around signing coaches because there's something like $64 million <laughs> has been paid out in the last 12 months to coaches who aren't currently coaching. Brilliant. Um, and they're on, you know, that's probably, they're, they're on anywhere between one and I think uh, Sean Payton just signed for about 17. So 17 million. A year. Because um, there's no salary cap. No, any, no salary cap. You know. No salary caps for players, definitely, but oh, no okay. salary, cap for, salary cap for coaches. Anyway, okay. that's a whole other story. But um, interesting to see Bevo resign. Uh, it'll give you know, obviously gives him some breathing space and gives us some direction moving forward. Um, but genuinely, really, really amped for Ryan. I think he's you know stuck at it, yep. worked his butt off. And to be honest, for a guy coming off the rookie list and coming in, you know, probably on sixty or seventy grand a year. To get three years is a serious achievement, yeah. um, given the stage that he came in as a 24-year-old or whatever he was as well. So, massive kudos to him. Well Absolutely. Done. Uh, question for you without notice. Uh, the Super Bowl is Monday, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. Which team is more like the Bulldogs? Who should I go for? Uh, the Eagles. Why is that? Uh, because they're sort of this team who they won probably four years ago. 2018, I believe. Yeah, four or five. And then the whole ship, Blew up. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, cool. All right, so, go Eagles. So after that, and then they were in no man's land, and then they've made a meteoric rise this year with this brand new coach, um, which is his name Siriani, which is and he is just Siriani. The yeah, his last name is Siriani. He's uh he's the epitome of like you know fighting spirit. You know, right. loves footy. Um, just yeah, he's awesome to listen to. And who are Kansas the equivalent of? Because they've been in the finals the last few years. Are they like... Uh, yeah, they're very good. Like, But they've uh, only won one. They've won one. They lost to Tampa Bay, I think. Yes, that sounds about right. Um, and they've got this un- incredible young quarterback, 27 years old, I think, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's fantastic. And All he right. signed a $500 million deal, um, which is now looking kind of like unders. Oh, really? Anyway, wow. That's a whole... You know, the, the quarterback market over there is incredible. But I think they're... Yeah, they're a very likable team, though, as well. Okay. Um, so, so it's, it's, it's going to be a great good. game, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, I mean, I love Philly cheesesteaks, so that's probably just going to get me over the line. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Rocky. Yep. <laughs> it's got some good stuff. Hey, uh, before we wrap up, uh, another thing that we're constantly uh, being talked about in the media, the Bulldogs, Dunkley. Yes. Now, I've got a theory. Now, Dunks has gone to Brisbane and apparently is having a dig at us every interview he does. Now, is that real or, my theory... The media are just going to take whatever they can to build up, you know, to make it look like he's having a dig at us. What's your theory? A theory the, that, like, the so media. Are, oh, yeah. The one media thing w- he was saying that, you know, I've never run more in my life. And then they spin it as, oh, dogs do it, don't do enough running. It's like, did he actually yeah. say that? Or, yeah, I am um, spinning that. First and foremost, Josh is a great kid. Yes, and, and, and has been, a the ter- you know, terrific member we of. Him? No, we haven't. No, we haven't. But, terrific member of our footy club. Served as well. Worked absolutely. As Premiership player. Yes. Diligent, professional. Tick, 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 tick. Yes. My sense is that your theory is obviously correct. It's easy to ramp up. Particularly, I mean, Josh has had two cracks at leaving. Um, yes. The a one and then obviously stayed for 12 months. Best mates with Chalor and now all of a sudden he wants to leave. So the narrative that he wanted out of the footy club is well established. Mm-hmm. And whether he will say that publicly or not is another story. Clearly he wanted to leave. That's not do we know why? Um, well, I think, you know, part of it was the fact, I think he's publicly said that he, you know, felt like at different times he was used in the ruck and sort of played out of position and, okay. you know, and I think he really solidified his place in the midfield and, you know, he made it, he wanted to change, I believe his partners from up in Queensland, if I, if I'm correct. Could be, um, I'm not sure. I think that's right. And his sister was, well, Trelaw's, uh, Lady is He's playing for Queensland, Queensland Firebird. Yeah. So uh, I think, look, I, I have no qualms at all with Josh. I think this is a typical case of you need to know the landscape of the your theory, which I believe to be true, mm-hmm. before you say anything. Yeah. And that's the this is the great issue with football media is Josh misstepped or misspoke by probably two words, which was instead of saying, um, you know, I've never run more than I did. He actually said, "Oh, we didn't used to run more at the Bulldogs." Yeah, like that's the only difference. And to be to be frank, to completely back Josh up, we never did run much running. When I first arrived at the footy club, that was the most I ever ran. I ran way more in uh, the Giants, and then I ran a lot before Bevo arrived. And then Bevo was enormous on integrating the running into the training session, so that you would train under fatigue. Fair enough. So we didn't just do like 500 reps of 1Kers like I did at the Giants. Oh, God. Um, and I'm sure be. that Brisbane are running more than we did. 
because Chris Fagan doesn't, you know, he's old school. He's just got them running laps and then they've got to lift yeah. medicine well, Hawthorne balls. Hawthorne were big on that too. Hawthorne were big on two things, I think, from my um, understanding. So they were big on running and then they were big on skills. So they did it that way. We integrated it and we played much more live action sort of, you know, match simulation, game style stuff around yeah. the running. And it served us really, really well. So, by the way, for all of the people thinking he's having a pot at us, we didn't run at all before we won a premiership in 2016 either. There we go. So, um, look, 100% on Josh's side. I think it's an absolute waste of space um, to, to discuss the things. That oh, there's, look, as we, there's it's nothing. The dark days. Dark days of February. They've got to print something. You know, the Herald Sun and SEN are, you know, not getting the ratings that they want. So, they've got to set fire to something now, and get us to point. Having said that. Uh-oh. Do you think that Luke Beveridge is not going to mention Josh Dunkley before we play <laughs> Brisbane? No, of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hey, do you think I'm not going to boo Josh Dunkley? What a well, I don't know. I wouldn't boo him. Well, you don't boo just, anyone. Uh, I mentally boo a few people. <laughs> well, yeah, but I will be probably booing him when he's got, having a shot for goal. But as soon as the game's over, yeah, having it, a shot for goal. But you'd you know you could boo anyone having a shot for goal. Uh, no, no, it, it has to be a pass player. Okay. You, uh, You've got high standards oh. for a fan. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, no, Toby, McC- Toby Green, I'm going to boo regardless. Uh, you know, he's just a pantomime villain. I'm there as part of the pantomime. I have no ill will towards no, Josh no, Dunkley. And if the dogs don't win the flag this year and the Lions win it, I'll be stoked for him. However, my role is to, you know, be the crowd. And the other thing is, here's the other golden nugget, is that, if Brisbane sucked, we wouldn't care. Yeah. And if we really sucked, we probably wouldn't be able to care. We'd, well, we'd, it'd we'd, be tough. We'd be just as angry. Yeah, but it'd, be, it'd so. be hard to you know make it rational. Yeah. But we're going to see two of the best midfielders in the competition, best midfields in the competition, go head-to-head when Brisbane and the Bulldogs play each other. I just feel, couldn't we... Like, when we lost Ryan Griffin to the Giants, it was devastating. And we, But we got Tom Boyd. Yeah, we didn't couldn't get much Couldn't we there. have got... Like, to lose Dunkley, you want McCluggage. Yeah, it's not how it works, unfortunately. Well, it did that one time and we got a flag out of it. Oh, yeah, but it was the opposite. Because, well, it was different because both players wanted to move to the opposing clubs. As if Hugh McCluggage doesn't want to come to us. <laughs> he come on. He's having a good time. Ah, no, nah, what are you talking about? Scottish suitcase, he loves it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is tough. And I tell you what, the other thing was really difficult. I mean, that's... And look, this is why... I don't – definitely not advocating for any ill will. But if there is ill will, the, the problem will be that we didn't get a lot for him in return Yeah, what, in the end. It was like draft picks or yeah, something. Mid-first mid yeah, round. But that's what happens. And the reason why the ill will could exist is because, um, you know, Dunks didn't give us a lot of choice. Yeah. And, and by the way, absolutely supportive of him doing whatever he needs to do absolutely. for his life. Yes. But at the same time – this is like the grand challenge of players trying to manipulate the trade window for their own good, yeah. which is someone loses. And, you know, it's arguable, I'd say, that given that Josh is probably a top 50 player in the competition, yeah, maybe even a bit higher, um, we probably lost. Brisbane have really been rubbing it in, though. Like, he is in every social media yeah. post. It's because he, he is- looks like he's from Queensland. He's tanned, <laughs> he's handsome, he's muscly, <laughs> he's tall. Boo! Boo! Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, we love you, Josh. That's that you know, and I think that's reflective of Josh's you know, um, you know, reputation and presence in the in the game. He's going to be brilliant, top. and I just hope he's not brilliant against us. Yeah, that's, that's really right. We I can need. get him to look. He can have thirty and have twelve clangers. Perfect. Yeah. Then he's sort of like, yeah, well, I'll fix it up next week, and then he can have thirty and two clangers a week after. But he can kick it back watching, to us fifteen times. It'd be I great. Love, I love watching Brisbane. I love Charlie Cameron. I love McCluggage. I love oh, that Neil. Their midfield is so electric. God, they're good, but yeah, stop. Just don't play well against us. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But look, it's um, it's part of the game, and it, it'll. I tell you what, it'll give us a, a, another reason to be incredibly amped when we do play Brisbane. Damn straight. Did you get booed by Giants fans? Well, well by who? the Giants fan. <laughs> I actually met. I actually met. Uh, shout out to Colleen. Um, I met uh, an inaugural Giants member oh, the sweet. other day. From she's her. from Canberra, and I think they. You know, I think it actually is genuinely good that the Giants have a presence in Canberra because they don't have an AFL team of their yeah. own, and it's a good mix. It's sort of you know, it's t- it's. I would sp- I suppose it's similar to the engagement down in Tassie, where four games a year and yeah. it really gives them a bit of a taste. But um, yeah, 
Anyway, there were not that many Giants fans to boo me. <laughs> All right, so th- that's it for for today. Um, if, you, if you look, it's the dark days of February. If there's anything you want us to talk about uh, in the coming episodes, uh, please, uh, you know, hit us up on the socials. Join the Patreon. Uh, we'll be back next week at the Patreon with some insider information. Of, uh, of we'll be announcing the guests once they're locked in. And also the inside news from the Western Bulldogs facility out at Braybrook. Oh, have you got some, you got some goss, do you? I'm sure I can find some. Oh, and I can I'll tell make you some up. what's the best food to water at the Comics Lounge. <laughs> exactly right. Um, the final thing, which we should probably plug at the front, is that if there are you know certain moments in games, uh, we will release, obviously, over the course of the next few weeks, what we're going to actually, which quarters we are going oh, to yes. watch. But um, over the course of that period of time, I think if anyone has any specific memories or moments from those games oh, yeah, nice. that we can double down on like or share that- some personal stories perhaps from the games, if you attended them, where you watched them, the more engagement we can have, I think, leading up to this would be the better. Did you hear about the guy who had the heart attack in the last I quarter? I have, yeah. I have yeah. heard about this. And then he, he came to he and came he won. He came to and he was okay. What a champion. Yeah, thank God that story ended happily. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's an incredible story. And there are, you know, there's hundreds of stories, maybe not. Oh, my wife was due to give birth that day. And uh, my daughter held on. And thank you, little roughhead. So... <laughs> Thanks, guys. So excited to be back. And uh, yeah, let's get down to the live show. Go, dogs. I gave my childhood to that roar of the red, white, and blue sea. And the knowledge that you had to love the bulldog boys and me. 20 years on, I feel that longing hanging in September air. But the reason I go every week Is to pretend you're still there And they will find the glory one day And I will throw it at your feet It's a long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray Streets Long, long road they're running for you The dogs and Footscray Streets